What's up, everybody? We just saw Captain Marvel, but in two different states. Isn't that cool? It's kind of crazy. Right now, I'm uh, I'm eating a tasty burger, thinking of Samuel L. Jackson. In, in, in about five or ten minutes, Vince and I are hopefully going to be getting burgers or something, too. <laughs> We're really hungry. <laughs> oh, burger. So, uh, Vince and I had to go speak at a convention in Florida, so we saw Captain Marvel at Disney World. Yeah. Josh, where'd you see it at? Uh, I saw it at the Pacific Theaters. It's at the uh, Americana in Glendale, which is a really nice, pretty theater. Oh, yeah. We've been to the one in Northridge. I think we annoyed uh, the people next to us a lot because we had Penny. <laughs> oh, shit. Did she sit through the movie? Uh, she sat through it a lot better than what she normally does. So. All right, so real quick. Let me let me just say that as soon as we got into the theater, everyone was riled up. Everybody was talking loudly, like like you could you couldn't even hear it over people's talking. As soon as the movie came on, everyone shut up like so it was silent in that movie theater. And then as the movie is going on, people are cheering, they're clapping, they're screaming, they're oohs and ahs. Yeah, it was a weird like hybrid of like watching football and golf at the same time. <laughs> Did you guys see it at Disney World? Uh, so it's like their downtown Disney, Disney Springs at the AMC Theater there. Okay. Yeah, it, it, well, it, it was the, you know, it's the diehards. People came dressed as Captain Marvel and stuff. Uh, remind, remind me of LA a lot. Right. Ours wasn't like that so much. There was only one part where people like clapped and stuff. And to be honest, I was kind of leading the charge. <laughs> That's awesome. Our audience, uh, I, I love, I love audiences like that. It wasn't quite as riled up as uh, Infinity War, but it was proportionally as riled up. You know. Mm -hmm. um, also, I was just wondering, how, how are we getting into spoiler territory for this? I don't think we're gonna be able to to not do spoilers. So yeah, we want to warn anyone from here on. This is gonna be spoiler ridden, because if not on purpose, it's definitely gonna be on accident. So. <laughs> well, it's funny because we uh, Vince and I had taken Uber back, and he was like, "What, what were you guys doing?" I was like, "We just saw Captain Marvel." And he's like, "Don't spoil it." I'm like, "We literally can't say anything." <laughs> yeah, he was like, "He's like, it's okay if you spoil just a little bit." And we're like, "No." You, you need to just go watch it. Exactly. He even asked, he was like, so how was the Stan Lee cameo? I was like, I can't say anything. So everyone listening, this is your last spoiler warning because we're going to get into the very beginning of this. That opening logo, what I, we every, we were tearing up. Oh my God. <laughs> I legit almost cried. Like I didn't want to look yeah. at my wife because she would probably make fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> it was so heartfelt it was just amazing to see i didn't even realize that it was that many cameos oh yeah dude but now thinking about it it's 15 years of or whatever years of movie you know what i mean there's places online where you can they put them all together and there's even stuff that he was in that's odd like he was in princess diaries too i think it was and then he was in uh, obviously mall rats and then another movie before that like it's it's weird how many cameos he's had even outside of the marvel universe that was spoilers there when you see stan on the bus and he's reading the mall rats script mm. did you notice that no i didn't realize he was reading the mall rats script and he's like going over his his line and he says it like over and over again as Carol Danvers is like walking through the bus to find the scroll. How cool was that scene too? Hunting the scroll on the train. That was pretty cool. I love that the people tr tried to like stop her from beating that old woman's ass. The, the only the only thing that I w had took issue with with about that is like you just saw the old lady do a backflip and spin around the pole. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, like it was weird. I don't know, but sure, it's fine. <laughs> I love that the people were like getting into it. They're like, "Whoa, what?" 
you know, like not just, you know, on any every other movie where they just kind of stand there and watch, you know, or run away. <laughs> right. They're like, this is L.A. in the 90s. This is normal. <laughs> they're just staring. It was like they all froze in their tracks. I don't know if they released a soundtrack or not, but the amount of 90s music, yes. I was loving it. But at the same time, it started to be like really cliche about towards the end of the movie. And you're like, uh, all right, <laughs> we get it. It's the 90s. <laughs> really? I, I loved it. And when uh, when Just a Girl came on in that final battle. Oh, yeah. Like, I cheered. I might have been the only one, but I was like, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> just because there's been so much controversy around Brie Larson's PR tour with this movie. Mm-hmm. And they, if it just went even further with the movie. So if you hated that Gillette commercial, if you hated the Brie Larson like inclusivity PR thing, you're gonna despise this movie. That's so unfortunate. It really is unfortunate. I feel like that got blown way out of proportion. There is an argument at some point to be made where you like you don't want to push inclusivity so much or diversity so much to where it doesn't feel natural yeah. then the movie starts losing mm -hmm. a little bit of something but at the same time like this got blown like that got blown so out of proportion it was ridiculous people are just like yeah. complaining constantly like you haven't even seen this movie you have no idea what's in this movie i saw the quote that brie larson had about like her you know the controversy and she said she just wanted to bring more seats to the table yeah and and i was like why did people take issue with that? Like, I don't. I don't think we saw the same clip. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they obviously someone had chopped it up to like you know piss one side mm -hmm. off or whatever. But she was just basically saying like, hey, these press junkets and whatnot are you know mostly you know white dudes, and it's not representative yeah. of America. Which like okay, like to a point, I'm like, yeah, that's totally true. That'd be cool. But at the same time. You're like, well, people generally choose one thing or another. Like, it'd be kind of weird to kind of like, hey, let's rowdy more people into this profession just because. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's like, yeah, but it's just like, it's like journalists that are already in the industry. They're just of minorities or of color or some underrepresented group. Yeah. So they wanted to just get more representative mm -hmm. picture or snapshot of those people in the press junket. Line, yeah. Which totally. Okay, fine. Yeah, go for it. Who can, yeah, who exactly. But the, the I think the thing that I was imagining, though, was when they're once again, I mean, we've already gone deep into spoiler territory, but like when she's having the flashbacks and you're seeing all the guys say, like, you know what? It's called a cockpit. Right. You know, <laughs> I, I I I immediately pictured like 20 friends growing up in Indiana with would say that unironically, you know? <laughs> and so it, seeing them saying, seeing someone who looks like them say it in a movie, kind of like a villainous character is, is probably going to be a gut punch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that's kind of why I see as such, such an unfortunate thing because you're going to just see all of this like male testosterone, like all these insecurities flying all over the place online. Really, like, the story didn't, it wasn't, we're going to shoehorn in this, like, strong female character. She just was a strong character that happened to be female. Mm -hmm. But I think since she's taking the mantle of, you know, like, the Iron Man and Captain America thing, just based on before the movie came out, I'm always smelling, like, all this, you know, I don't know, the insecurities are going to really come out from people. I'm very attracted to strong women. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Dude, she was so cool. Like... I left so emotional, but in a really good way, like the opposite of Infinity War emotional. Being a reader a little bit of the comics here, it was a definite departure from like the Marvel that we knew mm -hmm. in the comics. Because yeah. while she's like strong physically, she, you know, she's very take charge, very, 
very army. Mm -hmm. Air Force, yeah. So she had that kind of characteristic of like just being a super strong woman, mm -hmm. like in general. And I, I think we kind of missed that a little bit because she was kind of soft spoken a little bit and more jokey. It was oddly jokey for for this. I, I loved it, man. Like especially with all the uh, the scrawl humor, you know. Oh, see, I wasn't prepared for it. Maybe that's what I mean. Well, also, um, when, so like you know, how, there's been all this like speculation of uh, Goose being a flurkin, mm -hmm. and the moment like the scroll like winced at the flurkin, and uh, Fury held him up, and then the scroll was like, oh, "That's not a cat. That's a flurkin." I, I cheered. I was like, "They win it. They went there. They committed. You know, like we're gonna be that. Mm -hmm. like, we're gonna go all the way. That's the yellow spandex. You know, we're going for it." Yeah. Sorry. Still eating my burger. However, yeah. in the comics, it's his name is actually Chewie. It's funny yeah, because you, you think they could use it because it's all in the same umbrella, but I guess they're just trying to keep it separated. Well, I think that they tried to go with like the Top Gun route. Yeah, Top yeah. Gun reference. <laughs> Especially because she's an Air Force pilot, it makes all yeah. it all makes the, sense. The chemistry between um, well, I can't remember her name, Photon's mom, Maria, Maria yeah. and Carol, it was so good. Like. It was like, you know, like a close female friends that weren't like trying to play it off as either girly or lesbian, you know? Yeah. And like, they're just normal women who have like, who love each other in like a family, you know, sort of way. And like, I totally bought it. Like it, I, th I think it worked really well. And then that little girl, like everyone in our theater cheered when she was like, what kind of uh, example are you providing for your daughter? You know, the little kid was a great actor and I thought that interaction was just top notch. Yeah, that that was And cuz that little girl ends up becoming like something important in the MCU, doesn't she? So when when everyone was waiting that's, that's when everyone was waiting on Captain Marvel to come out and they saw like the first trailer and it said, said Maria or Photon Rambo, um they were sh saying that like Maria Rambo was Photon's mother. So it would make sense if, you know, uh that little girl, you know, she's what? She has to be what, like 11 or 12 in this movie. Mhm. Mm and then Carol, Carol's away for 20 years and she comes back and this little girl's 30 and she said she was going to build a spaceship, you know, like she could become a scientist or a superhero or both or something. The, the only reason I know about Photon and uh, her being Maria's daughter is because when I was a very little kid, I went to a Catholic church uh, flea market and I bought a Marvel board game and she was one of the characters and I thought her outfit was cool. Yeah, she becomes Photon. Pulsar and Spectrum, I think. Oh, so, Spectrum. There it is. So she's going to, I mean, it'd be wild if she comes back in Endgame because <laughs> it'll she'll be in her 30s by then. Which is kind of weird. So does Captain Marvel not age in the MCU? Well, she has Kree blood running through her veins now. Okay, so it means slowly age. <laughs> if you think about it, you guys, you guys remember Interstellar, right? Yeah. In Interstellar, uh, time is faster on Earth than it is in space. He's away for like, five years or whatever but it was like 15 years on earth that's true that's actually that's actually physics like real physics because uh astronauts who go to astronauts who right. go to the moon or orbit the earth um age slightly slower than people on earth so it, it kind of does make sense that she didn't age because she was on the other side of the universe i don't think it would be age though it would just be time not locking up the same then right in her sense she might have only been gone for a day correct yeah but on earth it was 20 years yeah, I, look at look at you, Vince. You're bringing physics into this game. <laughs> I know. I, I, usually, I'm where you're at when I think of those things. <laughs> yeah, I'm recording in the bathroom, so do we have the delay between Vince and I? I'm not. I'm not pooping yet, but I'm feeling one coming on. So. <laughs>
just being in the bathroom, you're like, no, now I think I do have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, the last few hours, I've been so jazzed about uh, seeing Captain Marvel, like, all my senses turned off. <laughs> so I think it's, I think, it, like, the adrenaline's leaving, and I'm, like, starting to catch up. Like, oh, I'm hungry. I probably need to use the bathroom. <laughs> I had to leave to get Penny a drink twice. Oh, mother. Oh. Man, and I missed, like some of the i guess the introduction of colson i missed oh when he arrives at dang that was one thing i was sad about i was sad that colson didn't have his bigger part in the movie i i like how they established that he was a good like a good guy and smart like in that stairwell scene mm -hmm. off the bat yeah yeah like because this was his like intro to shield he was like a brand new agent and he to make that call where, where they're you know it's like fury and and danvers and he like decides to let them go like that's the colson we know today yeah so it's it was it was just like very heartwarming to know that he 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 was like that when he started mm -hmm. like he's he's always been awesome i was just wanting more of him yeah you know in the movie i was excited that he was in the movie and he was kind of like a oh, sprinkle him here and there kind of thing it was pretty funny how like the scrolls just like the deception and everything i, I really appreciated the uh the script that way but these are not the scrolls i am used to yeah me neither coming from the comics and then watching this movie i really like accepted it anyway because of how well it was written and the movie has a lot of heart yeah it was really weird though because i mean kree are mm -hmm. jerks and then the scrolls yeah. are just slightly worse because they can infiltrate and they just take over places and they've tried to take over earth like several several times yeah and i was hoping that they'd go for like the more of the secret invasion storyline oh and i was super excited about that the secret war yeah obviously they didn't do that they actually went like a route which was kind of odd to me that like oh the scrolls are not that bad they're just looking for a home but also, exactly. oh there's lost puppies i i want i i want to believe that they're expanding these universe that you know it's kind of like humans not every human is going to be good or bad and not every scroll maybe you know so we might still encounter because you know, even um, the gal that ended up being Marvel. It's so funny because everyone thought that Jude Law was going to be Marvel, and so that it being that that woman, that scientist, proves that like you know not an entire race isn't going to be a certain way. So I think that might be in. They could you always use that for the scrolls later. Marvel, who was historically you know a dude mm -hmm. in the past and actually like one of ms marvel captain marvel's you know love interests or whatever oh. like i was a little thrown off by that i was like why <laughs> like why did we that was another reason i thought that like some some guys might like hate it because it was like a gender flip mm -hmm. i'm not a big fan of those especially with like he was he was a big comic hero with his own comic book so like i was not happy mm. with that side characters and being able to like fit people in uh with a little adding a little bit of diversity like i'm okay with that but when you start gender flipping people that we know for a long time, like in the storyline, Marvel's been pretty good so far of keeping characters certain ways. And this was this was a little thing that kind of was like, not a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they had to they had to make small changes just to make the movie work with with, you know, the source material. And then they had changed a few things and then probably got to the point of where they realized we probably have to change all these other things, too, now. I don't know whether it like worked against them or for them, and I guess we'll find out with how well this movie does. But mm. um, I w I wasn't mad at it. Yeah, it, it kind of just it just annoyed me because he was he was a hero mm -hmm. in the past. I believe he died a while ago. Right. Like it kind of just annoyed mm. me that way. It wasn't the story that uh, Captain Marvel got Marvel's blood. 
Yeah, something so like that in, to where I, I can't remember if it was blood or if it was like maybe it was something similar to where like a some the power was transferred somehow. I so think. in this one, it was like it ended up being Jude Law's character's blood. So they kind of like split, they diverted the storyline like two ways there. Yeah, but it wasn't Jude Law's blood that like changed her into Captain Marvel. That was the blast. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's speaking of. Fucking, when they reveal the Tesseract, mm -hmm. we, we heard 4, 400 people gasp at once. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're talking about this engine, and I guess you could have figured it out, but, like, they kind of, like, horror, yeah. brushed past it so many times, you weren't really thinking about it. When they get up there, and the camera shifts over to the Tesseract, like, holy crap, Captain Marvel was created by the Tesseract. There's no stopping this, you know? <laughs> I was trying to remember which, which Infinity Stone was in the Tesseract. And and we were thinking the, we were saying the power stone. Yeah, it's a power stone. Okay, yeah, because that would make sense, right? Like she absorbs the power that was taken from Tesseract to put in that hyperdrive engine thing, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when she destroyed it, the power had to go somewhere. Yeah, which is a different take on Ms. Marvel's and Captain Marvel's past, because like I said, she'd kind of gotten they had like a DNA swap from Captain Marvel to Ms. Marvel just DNA. So like he was already super powerful and she just became also mm -hmm. super powerful so it's kind of weird to see like oh right. we're gonna we're gonna try to they, what they try to do is they kind of base all the the superhero superpowers almost off of all these stones now and i'm wondering like right. are they gonna try to like shoehorn in captain america as like part of that like oh well the superhero serum only works now because <laughs> one of these stones got <laughs> you know oh gotcha gotcha yeah or the Hulk's gamma radiation was only because of this certain stone was in the vicinity. <laughs> Hopefully they don't go that far. We'll see. I, I, I mean, at this point, I, I, I've already trusted the Marvel Studios, but now I'm like, yeah, you got me. I don't, you're not going to do wrong. At some point, like mm. when they try to, you know, bring everything together, you know, they're going to start making some changes. And so you just kind of have to be a little mm -hmm. bit okay uh, with, with a little bit of changes. At the same time, what I did like for so long about Marvel was that they kept the characteristics mm -hmm. of the characters, and sometimes, sometimes that's been lacking mm -hmm. recently. Like I guess we were talking about Thor Ragnarok mm -hmm. a little bit, uh, and then on top of that, like with the Captain Marvel, like I said, she was really more of like very firm, very strong, very like I'm gonna kind of like almost army, like they're gonna kick your ass kind of deal. Yeah. Oh, uh, what else was there? Oh, when uh, the mid-credits scene, you see. Cap and Bruce and Black Widow all like trying to figure out what's going on and that pager mm. it shuts off and then like everybody's like oh my god and then it, it jerks the camera around and it's Captain Marvel she's like where's Fury like the girl sitting next to me screamed <laughs> like she just saw a ghost you know <laughs> I, was I excited, screamed too like, oh. I was excited but like what? wait a minute how did she get in that room without like blowing through a wall that quickly or something <laughs> I'm, I'm not quite Nobody saw. I'm just her not questioning in. anything anymore, you know. Like, like, cause she she went to the other side of the universe. We don't know what happened, you know. Yeah, I imagine that'll be change, or there'll be like parts added around mm -hmm. it in the movie. Yeah, like she was sneaking in the whole time. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's been a couple other scenes like that. Uh, in one of the Ant Man scenes, maybe they had shown a little bit of Civil yeah. War at the end, and it was just slightly different than what you thought it was going to be mm -hmm. when it actually was shown in theaters. Yeah, and that mid-roll scene fixed something that I was afraid was going to be wrong with MCU. They showed the population counter rolling down. Kind of implies that it is happening in waves. It's not, it wasn't instantaneous all at once. 
Oh. You know, because Cap's like watching that population counter just dive, and it's like, oh, it is it's just kind of like waving across the universe. Yeah, since it did happen, it didn't yeah. all happen at once, you know, like even at the end there, like you saw a couple people who go here and there, mm -hmm. you know, maybe it does kind of like wave across the globe or something, who knows? Yeah, and then, you know, every, of course, everyone stayed to the very, very end and then, you know, watched Goose vomit up the, uh, the Tesseract. It's <laughs> hilarious. That was so funny because uh, right after that mid-roll, I like turned to Rod and I'm like, dude, I wonder like how they ended up recovering the Tesseract from Goose. Like, I wonder if like if I go back and I watch like one of the Thor movies where uh, Loki comes down to take the, the Infinity Stone from the Tesseract, uh, if they had like mentioned anything in the dialogue of that movie, I still want to just go back and do that anyway to see like what fury says about possible connections to mm. captain marvel i think that would be interesting to find out you know mm -hmm. uh but to see goose at the end there throw up the tesseract just like oh well they just answered my question for me yeah i was wondering i was i was thinking like wait a minute did they always have the tesseract has that been for a while like when did they get that i thought that they i thought they found it in the ocean I know I gotta rewatch it. That was such a long time ago. Yeah, see, that's why that I was like go half back. a decade. Ago. That was half a decade ago now, right? So. So maybe it was uh, Marvel that found it and was using it out of the mm. ocean. Oh, that that'd be a good uh, theory. You know, I, I I like um, also yeah, rewinding a little bit to the what was gonna be the big showdown between Marvel and and uh, Carol Danvers, and he he's like, oh, I'm impressed. Like now, beat me without using your powers, and she just blasts him across the. <laughs> room it's like it just really subverted that moment that was going to be like a teaching moment is like no i'm a dick for a second i thought oh it was going to come around in circle like no i'm actually a good guy it's yeah like, what <laughs> like, that was a great twist man I, I didn't see that coming it was funny i got when he was sitting there talking i was like she's just gonna she's gonna it was so intriguing the way they kind of leaked her memory in the movie too like they gave us little pieces at a time and then we start putting it together just like she was in real time, yeah. pretty much, you know? Mm. Oh, and and then also, you know, seeing uh, Fury Wright, you know, the, the Protectors, phase one. Mm -hmm. And then that reveal. So uh, some friends who have YouTube channels have pointed out in the, the uh, trailers for Captain Marvel, there's a blank space between Carol and Danvers. Like, they, photo they photoshopped mm -hmm. out something, and now we know it was Avenger. Ah. So, like, and now quotes. it's kind of yeah. it's kind of retconned, but, like, in a good way she was the first Avenger, you know? Well, still, it would be Cap was the first Yeah, Avenger. that's what I mean. Like, Cap yeah. is the first Avenger, like, by title and by, like, of the official team. But, like, she's the one that... Well, because that was World War II. She's star oh, I see, I see what you're saying, because he was before in time. But I, 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 I'm, I guess maybe... And he was the first super soldier. But I mean, like, the fact that the name came from there, you know? Yeah. And... Yeah, for Fury to write it in. But I love that... So they they had a good story, but then they gave like fans like once again that yellow spandex that moment we wanted where we saw a screen of a typewriter or a computer screen where uh, Fury was writing the Avengers Phase One, you know that's so satisfying. That just reminded me. There is a point where the scroll gives I guess Fury or whoever it was the the CD ROM of like her voice from the black box of the plane or whatever, and they load the CD in. And you see the status bar and the like thing going, and then the scroll is like looking like, what are we waiting for? And then Fury's yeah. like, it's loading, and then you could tell like you know 
the Kree and the, the scrolls, they're all this like high technology. And then they're here like with like dial up and like old school computer stuff from the nineties is so great. Yeah. That was so great. <laughs> it was definitely playing up that nineties thing, man. <laughs> Absolutely. The dial up sound. Dude. The... Doesn't she get disconnected at some point in time too? Like, yeah, that's what? right. She went to an internet <laughs> cafe. Do you remember those? Mm-hmm. I actually remember going to one uh, to write my now wife, Angie, uh, an email when I was dating her in, like, 1996. Or oh, so t- time accurate? Yeah. <laughs> Which is that's what's kind of weird. So like, when, when did this take place? What year did this take place? So there was a point where he, uh, so I think it was Fury or something, mentioned something about, like, it her being away for six years. Mm-hmm. And then they they had given a time to when she disappeared, and yeah. I was trying to like do math in my head. Oh yeah, I think wasn't it the end of the eighties? So eighty nine, I think. Yeah, it so it was like ninety five when this all happened. Okay, so ninety five. So ninety five. Uh, just a girl. Did that come out in ninety five? Let's take a look. I think that came out in like ninety six, maybe ninety seven. See, no doubt, just a girl. That's a that's a. Good question. Because I mean, Dookie came out in maybe the end of '94. Oh no! Look at this. They're, they got they got it. Tragic Kingdom was released on September 21st, 1995. Oh dang! <laughs> killed, killed it. Had some TLC yeah. in there and and Vogue and Salt Pepper. Yeah. You were you were singing some Waterfalls on the podcast the other day. It's kind of funny. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. Well. Dude, I'm, I just got a notification on my face. So on Facebook and Twitter, I posted guys who hated that Gillette commercial are going to despise Captain Marvel. And uh, people who have seen it are like, you know, liking, laughing, all that stuff. And our friend uh, Fancy Teeth, who's a, another YouTuber guy, it, mm-hmm. he just put the gif of uh, Mr. Burns going, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> just to piss him off at some point in time. I understand, like I said before, it, there's an argument to made it, but. Dude, this movie was not that mm-hmm. at all. I mean, obviously they're giving a little jab here and there with like the, you know, girls, hey girl, give me a smile yeah. kind of thing or things like that. But that's not, that's not like what they would call SJW garbage. It's just kind of, to well, me, a, kind a, of like a reasonable person wouldn't, but yeah. the people who are complaining about stuff already are going to just sh- shit all over that, you know, like. Well, I feel like they want attention and they want yeah. clicks because yeah. I, I came across this website the other day and I think it's called Cosmic Book News or something. And it's trying to play off, I think, maybe comic book resources or another like legit news one. And they just keep bringing up this BS garbage about like, oh, no, the Avengers is in trouble. Miss Marvel is in trouble. And I'm like, what on earth is this? You have nobody has seen this movie. <laughs> there was also an article that I want. You know, I think we'll talk about it on the podcast, but it was like. Uh, talking about Rotten Tomatoes had like yeah. shut down the, yes. the the talk the comments. I actually went through that. Like I went through all. I think there was only five pages of of the like, comments. There was a lot more of the clicking on I'm interested or not interested, but there was only like right. five pages of comments, and I went through every single page, and ninety eight percent of those comments were like, "Oh, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Like to see this. Oh, great." And there was like. There's like 1% being like, I don't know if this is going to be shoved down our throats, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess you can be that. And then there was maybe like, there was like three or four being just absolute mm-hmm. dirtbags. <laughs> and so like, I feel like, you know, the one side is blowing it out of proportion. They haven't even seen it. And the other side's going like, oh my gosh, these guys are going to, they're going to be so angry and upset. And like, so they're kind of playing off each other and it's just pissing me off. Like, just watch the dang movie. I think, I think the big issue with that was the uh, down votes. <laughs> 
I think it was like because it was it's people creating multiple accounts just to downvote it, you know. Yeah, but how do they know they're creating multiple accounts at the same time? Uh, it's something Rotten Tomatoes said. Uh, I don't know if they mentioned directly, but they were like, people are abusing this, so we're gonna turn things off until the movie comes out. Yeah. So like, it, I just watched. So I'm being, I've been getting suggested a lot of uh, videos on YouTube where these guys are making commentary who hate Brie Larson because of her PR tour stuff, you know. Yeah. And th that's what I was talking about earlier. Like, I watched this video, and it opened up with that clip where she was like, I just want to bring more seats to the table. And I was like, oh, this video is going to defend her, right? Because that, to me, that is a very rational statement. Mm -hmm. And he, he, like, pauses the clip, and he's like, listen to this woman and her toxic feminism. I'm like, did we just see the same clip? I don't, what? Like, and, yeah. and he, he the, I watched most of the rest of the video. There's another 15 minutes of him talking about how she's going to ruin uh, that, the idea of, of Captain Marvel and Brie Larson is going to ruin the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I was like, oh, no. That, that thing wasn't... That came out like two years ago for another movie. Yeah. For like Wrinkle in Time and... So I, it, I don't know. It's just... I, I understand that people say like, you know, LA's a bubble, but like I, then I hear stuff that happens like outside and I'm like, ah, like there's places. There's, there's places that <laughs> are uh, not okay with progress. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. If they went overboard... I would, I'd stick up and be like, hey, yeah, this is a little weird, and this is a little obvious of trying to push this a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I think that this was pretty even keel, and it was a pretty fun movie. Yeah. Uh, like, I definitely had some, like, a little bit of issue with, like, not being completely related to the Marvel Universe, but besides that, it was fun. My kids loved it, I loved it, and I think that it's just mm -hmm. going to come out, people are just going to be like, meh, and move on. I think in the long run, it's not going to be an issue, but I think, like, at the immediate moment, there's going to be a little bit of drama about it. But like the, I, there were so many things. It, it was very similar to like Captain America in the way that there like there was no love interest, you know, or anything. Like she didn't she didn't fall in love with Jude Law and have a big mm -hmm. you know conflict of like do I kill him or do I love him? Like you know, <laughs> like like she's just like I'm saving families across the universe. You know, I'm doing what's right. I'm standing up for you know what's right. I love movies like that. Mm -hmm. I thought it was kind of weird that she killed some of the scrolls and I was like ah, and then she had this change of heart and then she's killing some of the Krees. And I'm like, mm -hmm. like when she blows up the spaceships and stuff at the end, I'm like, it's just really weird to me. Like, I'm yeah. save I some get... people and then blows it all. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, she she did give them a chance to escape. So yeah, that's true. She did like be like, "What's up, dude?" <laughs> and just let them escape. Yeah, that's not, and that's where we get Ronan later, which mm -hmm. was cool to see. That was great. Yeah, I was glad <laughs> to see that Ronan, the accuser, was actually in his like you know, almost comic form to where, like, I've come to basically purge mm -hmm. this planet if they're not going to, like, listen. Yeah. yeah. And I love that, like, he, he had, like, you know how Linus had his safety blanket in, in uh, Peanuts? Yeah. Ronan has his hammer, and I totally <laughs> get it. It's his security. Because every scene <laughs> of Ronan, he's he's holding that freaking hammer. It's like, dude, what do you, take a shit with the hammer, too? <laughs> I'm pretty positive that's how it, like, I don't think I've ever seen him without the hammer, like, whether it be in comics or cartoons or whatever. I could probably even see, like, the thought process in my head, like, yo, if he's not holding the hammer, he's just going to look like the guy standing next to him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was really hoping that it would be more of, like, a secret invasion kind of thing to where, you know, the Kree come and they're like, okay, Skrulls are going to take over this side of the universe, and we need to take over this mm -hmm. side of the universe, so we're going to both battle over Earth. Right. Like, I was really hoping it to be a little bit more of that game. Yeah. But this was fun. Well, before we saw the movie, uh, uh, our friend Gary from Sneaky Zebra had commented, like, very vaguely, like, I don't, I didn't initially like where they took the, the direction they took, mm -hmm. 
but because of how how good the performances were and the message of where they did take the direction he couldn't complain you know he's like how, who's gonna argue with like protect your families you know like yeah that's a hard message to <laughs> be mad about i like though that they uh they made the scrolls a little bit goofy yeah because so when they first they're first kind of introduced in the comics and in certain parts of the comics they get goofy yeah like they're a little odd oh yeah so I, I don't I don't know much about like the Marvel Captain Marvel like mythology. So I guess part of the reason I wasn't as upset about um, some of the changes is I didn't know them in the first place, and I liked the version I saw. So which is to me is kind of sad sometimes because us that have and know, which is why when, yeah. when we talked about the Last Jedi, and I don't I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, people that were like f people that followed all this great amazing like amount of story mm -hmm. was pretty much completely just cut off. Yeah. And uh, so like with this, like you know somebody that follows, they're like changing a little bit more mm -hmm. than what they we like you feel like they should at what point in time is it the same story right. you know it's like that philosophical thing you know when you had philosophy class in college i can't remember who the philosopher guy was that was like hey this we have this one ship and we take a piece off of it every year that breaks and replaces it when one day we're going to completely replace this ship is it the same ship you know right <laughs> is this the know? same character anymore Exactly, and that's one thing that I'm just a little scared about. As long as they didn't cast Halle Berry, because <laughs> like X Men was a little bit that way, to where like they're just changing things. You right. Know? To where like Rogue, oh Rogue doesn't have the powers, and this doesn't have the that, and that's what we get kind of pissy about. We're like, okay, that's not like how it is, you know. To where they're just screenwriters come in and go, we'll just change everything. There's a line, you know. They're upsetting. They're upsetting the fandom. You know, and and of course, like it is true. All we want to see is these superheroes on film, uh, but we also want to see them, you know, as as close to the comics as possible. And and even though they did take a lot of liberties in script and change change a lot of things from source material, I, I still felt like I saw Captain Marvel. So that's. A good I wonder thing. how she's gonna be in the Avengers movie. Like I really wonder, like you know how you said they had erased like some of the parts in the trailer mm -hmm. where they said Avenger mm -hmm. on the on the photo. A lot of people have taken that Avengers trailer that we have. Yeah. And there's obviously like a spot missing for like somebody. Yeah, to it's going to be her. <laughs> and they're like, who's standing here? Yeah. It's probably her. It's going to be yeah. her, totally. And so like, I'm wondering how she's going to have changed even not just storyline changed, but under direction. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm wondering how that's going to roll. Mm -hmm. Right. Because who directed Captain Marvel? I'm actually uh, intrigued to see that as well how different the character will be under different directions. Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. Okay. I, I wanted to talk about Fury a little bit too because we we, it, we kind of fill the gaps or this movie kind of fills fills the gaps not only with just like the Marvel Universe but with, with himself as a character as well. Like we get to see how he loses his eye. Like we get to see him as a young uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. You know, we get to see how he operated because... In these other movies, we do get to see him operate in a sense, but this was like he, it was just him and Carol Danvers for most of the movie. Yeah, it was a, it was a good dynamic. Yeah, they did work out together. There's a point in the movie where they get locked in that security room, and uh, Fury does the old trick with like a piece of tape and like trying to get the fingerprint off of off of the thing, whatever, to open the door, and then Carol just like blows the other door with the photon blast. And he's like, "Why didn't you freaking do that when I was messing with the tape?" Oh yeah, he was like, "He was like, you watched me play with this tape," which kind of like is weird to me 
because he met her in the bar and she already blew up the jukebox, so he knows that she could do it. Right. So why didn't he just be like, hey, blow blow a hole in this wall for me, you know? I guess the implication to me was he's he's a new agent, so he's not already he's not on top of things yet, you know? So like the whole like supernatural thing and all that stuff is so new. You probably saw it, but in the moment he was already juggling like trying to turn her in and everything. It just, yeah. I mean, because I, I forgot about it, too. I was watching it. I'm like, oh, they're stuck in a room. And that goes back to what I was just saying. You know, we get to see, like, evolution of all these characters, Coulson, Fury, and I'm loving it, man. When I left that movie theater, my heart was pounding. Yeah. I couldn't stop, like, reminiscing, like, seeing the scenes in my head over and over again. This is a movie, just like Infinity War, that I want to see seven times in order to, to just, like, absorb everything that's going on. Yeah, I definitely want to see it again. Yeah, I, I might have to see it every week until Endgame. Like, <laughs> it's we have AMC A list, so we it's, we see it for free basically. And I don't, I, it's, there's just nothing's gonna like satisfy that until we see Endgame, you know? So true. Yeah. <sighs> and then, well, you know what? Captain Marvel's coming out next month, which is funny because today I was driving on the road and like I saw a sign, like a, I don't know if it was like one of those bus triangle signs or whatever. And on one side it had Captain Marvel, and on the other side it had Shazam. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I was like, hey. Like, hey, it's Captain Marvel, and then Captain Marvel. <laughs> I think Shazam's going to be really good, but it's going to be hard for Shazam to fill the same place in my heart as Captain Marvel did. Mm-hmm. There's there's no possible way that's going to happen. I don't know, man. We, we, there, this was such a buildup. Yeah, and, it was a buildup because of the whole universe. And then, you know, Shazam, we have, it's just going to be an origin story movie. I feel like Shazam is going to be way more fun. Yeah, I, I like believe funny, it. Like funny, funny laughing kind of thing. I don't think the, I can't remember the guy that plays the bad guy in it. Um, I don't know. I don't see him being like a big, big bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, but it's, so it's going to be more focused on just the kid's journey. Yeah, yeah. Which is great, too. Uh, I ain't mad at that either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Zachary Levi, too. So I'm, I'm actually really excited for this movie. Like, so I don't like DC, hopefully. And I heard Cavill is going to be like thinking about continuing as Superman as long as he's got some, you know, things he wants to, you know, say, hey, I'll do it if, as long as this happens. Mm-hmm. Hey, you might have a resurgence in the DCEU. You never Let's know. See, it's gonna, you know, it's like an X. It's gonna take a while. It's not impossible, but it's definitely harder. Yeah, seriously. What about uh, the CGI in the movie? How'd you guys feel about that? It was on par to me as like, you know, Spider-Man or something else. I mean, there's some parts that I thought were being really critical of me, like, oh, that's CG, but I mean, I can't do it. So, and it was better than any of the DC stuff. There was this organic fluidity of effects that they did that that just made made me feel very. It almost felt real. It. It like the, there was the point where the plasma blast, like she blows up the engine, and you all of a sudden you see the slow motion of all the things getting blown by, and it matches with what you saw in the very beginning with, of the 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 uh, beginning title, and uh, like everything, I felt so real and fluid and organic, and nothing was like edgy or gritty or you know what I mean. I, it, everything felt very fluid, mm-hmm. and I I appreciated that a lot. Sometimes that kind of stuff it takes me out of the experience. I'd almost rather have a puppet as opposed to like you know a fake. Right, using more practical. Yeah, and you know it's there, and you can't question that it exists. It's not like a Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, or Men in Black. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, oh yeah. The only parts that I thought were kind of annoying like that was when she was in space, like flying mm-hmm. around, like and it's just her. The spaceships look great. The explosions look amazing. But, like, she just got a little bit rubbery looking. Sam Jackson looks great. Like, the facial stuff they did on him is amazing. Like, 
They made him look younger. He looks like exactly like he was in that, you know, 1990. What was it? Shaft. Uh, I used to love that movie. Loaded Weapon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he looks just like, you know, he did in the 90s, which is perfect. But, yeah. At first, I was it, I was kind of mad at, at, uh, at the very end, Carol flies up into space to, to fight off the Kree. And she's not wearing her helmet. But then I, I thought about it. And there, there, because the times before she had used her helmet with the, you know, the air thing and everything else. But there's mm-hmm. that scene all before the, the all, all of that stuff where she's falling to Earth. Uh, she was fighting Marvel up up in the spaceship or whatever, and he like deploys his ship and she's on top, and they both fall to Earth. And that's when she like really, really unlocked her power. And all of a sudden, she doesn't need the mask anymore. She's flying around. She's glowing. So I understood why she didn't need the mask at the end. But there was a, like a little moment to where like, oh, God, here, here it is again. Like Star Wars, like gravity doesn't pertain to anything anymore. And you can breathe in space. But uh, it all made sense later on. I was hoping that she would that it would continue with the mask thing just because it looks cool. But <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mohawk and all, man. I, I think it was... A- to me, it was important that she didn't have the mask on at that point because she'd already changed the color of her outfit. And um, they were kind of establishing, you know, when she said, like, I've been fighting with one hand tied behind my back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she's, she's like, in final form. So there has to be, like, a big visual change, you know? Yeah, they, there was a... It's really funny that she took the jacket. Oh, yeah. I know that the jacket is kind of iconic to her character. But they took that jacket. She's like, I'm going to wear the jacket. She, like, blasts off into space. It's like that jacket would have been, like, torn to shreds, like... Bam. <laughs> the first thing I thought was that jacket would have been incinerated by <laughs> even if it wasn't by her own like energy photon energy it would have been by earth's atmosphere for Christ's sake <laughs> yeah. it's like what whatever we've suspended disbelief already so yeah in my head I was like photon energy protects leather yeah <laughs> that's the name of this one see that's that's the branding there you go photon energy protects leather <laughs> But the Flarkin, man, that was cool. I'm glad you brought that up, Rod, earlier. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, as soon as he said that, I, I, like, cheered. I think that's the part I had to go get Penny another drink. Oh, really? So what happened, like, they were at the, the house, and the scrolls had revealed themselves, and um, the cat just, like, rubs against the scrolls' leg, and the scrolls like, oh, my God. And then, you know, Sam Jackson, like, picks up the cat, and he's like, oh, he holds it like a gun, you know, like a baby gun or something. <laughs> like... And, and he's like, it's just a kitty. And he's like, that's a flurkin. You shouldn't be, you know, around that. And when he, as soon as he said, that's a flurkin, I was like, yeah, we're going there. <laughs> the best was when they got caught up in Larson's ship and uh, the Kree find them. And they're like scanning uh, the prisoners and they scan the flurkin. And it's like very highly dangerous, like extremely dangerous. And then <laughs> they like scan Fury and they're like human, low, low to no danger at all. And he's like, I think your machine's broken. <laughs> yeah, because they kind of they kind of imply that Maria and uh, Fury are going to have a thing. Oh, because they kept like separating them together. Oh yeah. Well, because every time Maria would do something amazing, you just saw like Fury get a little chubby, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, what, what are you doing after this? Thanks so much for sticking around. If you made it this far, we're happy to continue to do this. And obviously, we want to hear from you. Things we could add or things we could change. We're in different states. Rod's on the toilet. Yeah, I'm actually sitting uh, in my car. They... <laughs> oh, nice. The perfect ISO booth. So totally appreciate everybody listening in. Check out RKVC. That's Vince and I's uh, band. Yeah, Band's Life Stuff. Uh, check out RKVC. They're great. They're fun. Uh, and yeah, 
Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Bomb three, yellow spandex. One, two, three. Yellow, yellow spandex. spandex. Yellow spandex. None of that synced up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Talk to you All later. Right. Bye. Later. later.